0: Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is Um, 877-973-7425. You know, I got to tell you, this uh, Peter King from NBC News, he was asked if he had a prediction for the 4th of July's Um, hot dog eating contest and, and let me read you his, his tweet. I don't have a prediction, but would you mind to comment in a country where one out of every six children go to bed hungry? Competitive eating is disgusting. My gosh. Uh, wow. Can't just enjoy the day. By the way, uh, Joey Chestnut, he um, he basically arm-wrangled in the middle of of the hot dog eating contest, arm-wrangled the PETA protester, and then went back to winning the hot dog eating contest. Joey Chestnut needs the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I mean, what a great American— That man can chug him some hot dogs, slide them down the gullet better than anyone else. It is a unique skill set no other American possesses. Joey Chestnut uh, wins yet again. And he deserves, like, the Presidential Medal of Freedom for the delight that he gives to all Americans. I mean, he's beating the little Asian guy who couldn't handle the hot dogs like Joey Chestnut can. And then, I mean, he spends the next, what, 48 to 72 hours stress testing the sewage lines of America. I mean, the man is a hero. But I digress. I must move on. I got to rescale things because I got stuff I want to talk about uh, because it was the 4th of July yesterday. I'm actually live this week. You know how many people in radio have taken this week off? And I'm here with you. I don't know why. Maybe because I love the job. Maybe because I kind of like you people. Maybe because I'm going to be gone next week. (laughs) I actually, just for the record... I just so you know, um, you're going to think—you're going to think that I'm on vacation next week because I'm about to tell you I'm going to Las Vegas. Like, oh, he's going to Vegas for machine guns and gambling. No, I wish. In fact, I was going to go take a helicopter ride into the desert to shoot machine guns, and I had to cancel it. Why? Because I'm going for work, and not only am I going for work, they're making me work more than I intended to work. So there's this massive libertarian right of center alliance conference called Freedom Fest. It's actually a great conference, really is a great conference. It is the largest center right conference. It doesn't get all the attention CPAC gets, but it's a huge, great conference in Las Vegas. And they asked me to come speak. I was like, all right, I can fly out to Vegas. Take an extra day, do some shooting in the desert, fly helicopters, and no. I got to do like three panels, a book signing, got one other speaking engagement, and then have to hop a flight to uh, Park City, Utah from Las Vegas to do more speaking, and then I fly home. All of my family will be like, you just had a vacation, Dad. You went to Las Vegas, and I'll be thoroughly exhausted by the time it's over. Because the amount of people interacting, I just y'all I'm an introvert and and I can sound like an extrovert because it's literally me in the room with two other people right now because I'm in studio. If I was at home, it would be me by myself in my room with you guys. But all I see is the microphone and the camera. I don't have to see y'all. It's exhausting. I got to go to the Braves game tonight and it's going to suck all the energy out of me just being around other people. But it's okay because I love you guys. Now I must pivot back to the real stuff. Every year, for 30 years, National Public Radio, since 1988, on the 4th of July, has read the Declaration of Independence. Every year, since 1988, on the 4th of July, NPR's Morning Edition started the program Reading the 4th of July. Reading the 4th of July, Reading the Declaration of Independence. And instead, you know what they did this year? They had a group of liberals on the radio to talk about what equality means in the Declaration of Independence. They literally ended their tradition so that they could um, bash America. Why? Because... Roe broke them. Dobbs broke them. They, they, By the way, they did later air the Declaration of Independence, but uh, added liberal commentary to it, explaining how it was uh, deeply flawed and filled with hypocrisies. The Declaration of Independence. They, they couldn't just read it for what it was. No, no, no. No, they couldn't. At the same time, on July 4th, the Washington Post allowed Paul Waldman, one of their liberal columnists, to write this, the headline, this July 4th. Let's declare our independence from the Founding Fathers. 246 years ago, Americans did something extraordinary, declaring their independence from a colonial rule enforced from a great distance with the cruel and arbitrary hand of oppression. And now it's time for us to declare our own independence from Founding Father fetishism. This is not a call to repudiate the men who signed the Declaration of Independence and crafted the Constitution. We don't have to tear down every statue to them or cast them as villains, but we need to liberate ourselves from the toxic belief that those men were perfect in all things, vessels of sacred wisdom that must bind our society together today, no matter how much damage it might cause. Um, And then he goes on to say, originalism was a scam from the start, a foolproof methodology for conservatives to arrive at whatever judicial result matched their policy preferences. They're very upset there. And then ESPN handed over a column to Howard Bryant— who was previously arrested for assaulting his wife in public in front of his six year old and charged with assaulting a police officer who tried to protect his wife after he was observed choking her in public? He, um, yeah. So Disney um, gave this guy at ESPN a column so that he could attack America. The headline at ESPN, uh, Baseball, Barbecue, and Losing Freedom. July 4th was the best day ever. Everything was centered on family. In some ways, it was better than Christmas because the entire family showed up. The 4th was a de facto family reunion. The massive barbecue, the pool at one uncle's house, even though you nearly drowned in it, not once but twice, all the cousins, the older ones who brought the cherry bombs and bottle rockets, the younger ones like you who were content with a strip of firecrackers, the Boston fireworks display at the Esplanade or later at Stevens Field in Plymouth, the touch football games. And then one year there was no bash. You don't remember why. No extended family, no barbecue, no pool to drown in. You had learned to swim by then. It was 1983. The only thing you remember about that day is sitting in your room watching your black and white TV. Sox, Yankees, Channel 38, Ned Martin, Bob Montgomery on the call. The Yankees, Dave Righetti through a no-hitter. Last month, Major League Baseball and its partners again released Independence Day-themed baseball hats, and each of the 30 teams will wear this year's version featured a flush of stars across the front against a blue and white backdrop, offset with a shaggy shock of red. The Toronto Blue Jays, located in a country that does not celebrate American independence, were issued the caps, even though the Canadian flag does not contain stars nor the color blue. Public outrage prompted a redesign of the Toronto cap. By now, we're all numb to the spectacle. At least publicly, the emphasis on the 4th of July shifted from family to symbols years ago. September 11th did that. Two decades of paid patriotism has made it ever harder to center the 4th on reconnecting with your favorite aunts and uncles. No backyard barbecues. Grilling, baseball, fireworks replaced by symbols, all now by a country tearing itself apart. July 4th, 2022 falls in the midst of devastation. It's Independence Day in America where independence under current and relentless assault from Miranda rights to the environment to the separation of church and state to guns. So many guns people are reeling. The U.S. Supreme Court has run a chainsaw through what two generations of Americans have known as their legal baseline of their lives. And it goes downhill from there. You get the picture. The media went out of its way to hate on America for the 4th of July, as usual. With more gusto this time, because Roe v. Wade is gone. It is fascinating to me so many people cannot be patriots in this country unless they get what they want from the Supreme Court or Washington, D.C. There are conservatives like this, too. There are Republicans. Oh, well, I mean, Donald Trump lost or it was stolen. Therefore, I can't celebrate the Fourth of July. Oh, I know people like that. But it is more spectacularly displayed on the left because they— maintain the media and cultural institutions of the country where they can't be happy because what a supreme court decision because they can't get what they want they can't rub it out of the supreme court genie anymore and have the supreme court give them what they want so now they can't like the country because they don't control it y'all joe biden is my president and yours didn't vote for him don't like him but he's my president doesn't make me hate the country. I love this country. You know what the problem here is, is that very few Americans are very well-traveled. If you traveled the world over, what you would find is we really are the greatest country. You go to China, venture out from the cultural centers of the capitals and the major cities, and you find morass, rot, poverty, starvation, cruelty. Go to Europe, You find people absolutely negligent in the pride of their country. They have no pride in their country. They're just European. Maybe they're French. The French have a little bit of pride, but there's France and there's Paris. You go to Paris, and it's just the same cultural European elitist rot. Go to Canada. My gosh, the Canadians are too busy giving up their freedoms to Justin Trudeau to really be proud of being a Canadian. What the heck is being proud of a Canadian anyway? Have you heard the Canadian national anthem? It was just a, a some placeholder to get rid of God Save the Queen when they got rid of the, the British flag on the Canadian flag. Oh, yeah, they're proud of poutine and hockey. That's about it. This country is the greatest country. I know I've been to more countries than states. But I've never found a state in this nation that was not better than any country I've been to. Did you know that every state in this country, including Mississippi, has a higher GDP than almost every country on planet Earth? Every single state in this country outpaces virtually every other country on planet Earth in terms of GDP. We are the wealthiest nation by far. We are a place where someone can come and put their mind to it with hard work. They can become a success. You know how many immigrants are now in charge of major American companies? You don't see that in other nations. You see that here because we're the best, and it is the cultural rot within the media elite and liberals in this country who hate this country because they're so used to having it their way. They're so used to being in charge. They're so used to being able to get whatever the hell they want to get from Congress and from the White House and from the Supreme Court, and now they can't. They have to deal with people in far-flung places like Iowa and Alabama. People who actually matter that they've derisively called flyover country as they shuttle back and forth between the left coast and the right coast, between the east and the west, between Los Angeles and New York. Now they realize the other people matter, the people they stopped caring about, the people they decided to caricature, the people they decided were bad. And so now they don't like the country because they realize it's not their country. It's all of our country, left, right and center. And they only like it if they can get out of it what they want. America is not a country where you get out of it what you want. America is a country where you put into it what you want to get out of it. And then some, you get investment out of this country because this country really is premised on the idea that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And these people are deeply unhappy. And it shows. And it has polluted all of their commentary because they lost their little Supreme Court genie to democracy. Listen, I realize it's a podcast ad, but it's also true. I do sleep under Bowling Branch sheets every night. They are noticeable, distinct there. They've got a great weight to them. They've got a great softness to them, and they get softer over time. They use the best 100% organic cotton threads on the planet for superior softness and a better night's sleep. They're soft to start with. They get softer. They've also got a great weight. They're not too light. They're not too heavy. They keep you cool in the summer, warm in the winter. They're just perfect sheets, really. They use the highest quality threads there are. They're beloved even by three U.S. presidents. they got over 10,000 stellar reviews. And you can feel the difference of their iconic signature sheets pretty immediately. Bowling Branch even gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shipping and returns on all orders. The annual summer event is starting soon, but Bowling Branch is giving you guys exclusive early access before anyone else to 20% off with promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. At com, It is their best offer of the year before the holidays. So you need to act now again, you guys, my listeners of the Eric Erickson show, get this exclusive early access and you get to save 20% with promo code Eric. It's Bowling Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch.com. The promo code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K for 20% off. I've got to send out a Sonata recipe, don't I? I suppose I do. By the way, I did finally put up a picture of the tomato bacon bread that I turned into a Sicilian-style pizza on Sunday, and it was pretty incredible, I do have to acknowledge. Now, I I need to talk very briefly about Stacey Abrams in Georgia. There's actually—it's kind of an interesting story uh, down in Georgia— Here's the headline, uh, why some of Stacey Abrams' biggest proposals look a lot like Brian Kemp's. One is a teacher pay raise. Another is a pay raise for law enforcement. Another is a gas tax break. Some are already uh, accomplishments from Brian Kemp, but she's decided she wants to throw more money at the problem. Essentially, she wants an additional $800 million in spending out of a state, and she claims no tax hikes, even though she's previously campaigned on tax hikes. One of the issues that she is pursuing is more pay. And interestingly enough, it has opened her up to a tax from the left, which helps her, of course. By design, she wants to be attacked from the left, uh, trying to say she's not too liberal. But, I mean, the the real ultimate issue here is that Abrams has continued to take money from a group that wants the abolition of police. Abrams has called for uh, voting rights for non-American citizens. And if you pay attention— to something. And those of you who aren't in Georgia can't get this. Like those of us who are in Georgia, she's blanketing the airwaves. In fact, I, I dare say Abrams right now is dominating the airwaves against Brian Kemp, the same way uh, Raphael Warnock is against Herschel Walker. But it's because they're in defensive positions. You can tell by their ad campaigns, they're not aggressively attacking the Republicans. They're trying to build up their positivity which suggests to me that their internal polling shows they have problems. They can't go on the attack yet. Why? Because when you go on the attack against a candidate, your negatives go up too. So they've got a, their internal polling has got to show they've got real problems. I mean, even here in Georgia, you've got this, um, uh, what is it, the Quinnipiac poll, has Warnock beating Walker by 10 points in Georgia. There is not a Democrat in the state of Georgia who believes that poll. Even that poll has kept tied with Abrams. That would be his best showing in a poll against Abrams ever. And he still beat her. It's a real problem for the Democrats in Georgia. And when we come back, I I actually, I want to spend a little bit of time on this. Gravity. Because we're starting to see a familiar pattern that we see in every election where the political party on the defense, which is this time the Democrats, in the summer season, the polling looks like they're rebounding. They can breathe a little easier. But then, well, the general election comes, people are paying attention, and gravity seeks in. And just as the president's poll numbers have gone down, The Democratic polling goes down to we see this time and time again. And this year, we've actually got one of the weakest crop of Republican Senate candidates out there. And they're still doing remarkably well in states that have been sympathetic Democrats because gravity always wins. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Now we must talk physics. In physics, reading from Wikipedia, gravity is a fundamental interaction which causes mutual attraction between all things with mass or energy. Gravity is by far the weakest of the four fundamental interactions. As a result, it has no significant influence At the level of subatomic particles, however, gravity is the most significant interaction between objects at the macroscopic scale. It determines the motion of planets, stars, galaxies, even light itself. On Earth, gravity gives weight to physical objects, and the moon's gravity causes tides in the oceans. Gravity also has many important biological functions helping to guide the growth of plants from the process of gravitropism and influencing the circulation of fluids in multicellular organisms. Investigations into the effect of weightlessness have shown gravity may play a role in immune system function and cell differentiation within the body. The gravitational attraction between the original gaseous matter in the universe allowed it to coalesce and form stars, which eventually condensed into galaxies. So gravity is responsible for many of the large-scale structures of the universe. Gravity has an infinite range, although its effects become weaker as objects get further away. Gravity is most accurately described by the general theory of relativity proposed by Albert Einstein in 1915, which describes gravity not as a force but as a curvature of space-time caused by the uneven distribution of mass and causing masses to fl- move along geodesic lines. The most extreme example of the curvature of space-time is a black hole from which nothing, not even light, can escape once past the black hole's event horizon. Sir Isaac Newton's law of universal gravitation is usually stated that every particle attracts every other particle in the universe with a force directly proportional to the product of their masses and inversely proportional to the square of the distance between their centers. The publication of the theory has become known as the first great unification as it marked the unification of the previously described phenomena of gravity on Earth with known astronomical behaviors. This is a general physical law derived from empirical observations by which Isaac Newton called inductive reasoning. In today's language, the law states that every point mass attracts every other point mass by a force acting along the line intersecting the two points. The force is proportional to the product of the two masses and inversely proportional to the square of the distance between them. And as all grade schoolers learn because of gravity, you know it, you know it, what goes up must come down, gravity. Gravity, again, exists across the known universe. It is the most significant interaction between objects at the macroscopic scale, determining the motion of planets, stars, galaxies, and even light. The most extreme example of the curvature of space time is a black hole from which nothing, not even light itself, can escape the black hole's event horizon. In the political universe, friends, Joe Biden is that black hole. Joe Biden is the gravitational force for the Democratic Party headed into November. And they cannot escape the gravity of Joe Biden's polling This is historic, and I don't think there's any fundamental design to this. In 2014, Barack Obama had become deeply unpopular again. Republicans were running a series of not necessarily great candidates. And in the summer of 2014, like the summer of 2010, Democratic polling seemed to settle it had hit a floor. And that floor was above the president's own polling by about 10 points. They were outperforming, they were doing well. And then gravity took over. And by October, when early voting began, the Democrats were pulled closer and closer into the gravitational well of Barack Obama. Notice, I'm not using a comparison to a black hole there because someone would accuse me of being racist. He's not Joe Biden. No, no. Barack Obama's polling was never as bad as Joe Biden's polling is now. In fact, Donald Trump's polling was never as bad as Joe Biden's polling is now. Joe Biden is the black hole politics right now. Stop it. I will not entertain the Kamala Harris jokes now. I will not stop. That's inappropriate. Stop texting me. No Willie, no Willie Brown references, please. I will block you. Stop. Stop. Stop texting me. Some of you. No, no, we're focusing on Joe Biden here. Joe Biden, the gravity well. I mean, you can't escape the event horizon of Joe Biden's abysmal performance if you're a Democrat. In the Real Clear Politics polling average, 57.1% disapproval rating, 38.2% approval rating, and the media chooses not to pay attention to that one because they claim it's biased. They don't like it. They prefer to talk about the real clear or the the 538. Oh, wait, what? It's just as bad in 538. Approval of 38.8. Disapproval of 56.4. Y'all, there's a problem. And it is summarized by someone you might not think of calling out Joe Biden. The progressive founder of one Amazon.com, Jeff Bezos. Over the weekend, uh, someone writing under Joe Biden's name wrote a tweet. My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and Peril, global peril, bring down the price you're charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. My message to Aston Martin is that this is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you're charging for the parts of your cars to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. For me, Eric Erickson, I beg you. My message to private air travel companies, setting their price is simple. It's a time of war and global peril, and I don't like crowds. Bring down the price you're charging for private aviation to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now so I can avoid the airports. works in all these circumstances. Thank you, Joe Biden, for giving me a line. It's a time of war and global peril. Lower your prices, people, for me. And Joe Biden, Amazon.com's founder, Jeff Bezos, has criticized President Biden, accusing the president of misdirection or a deep misunderstanding of market forces. Here's what Bezos, he tweeted. Ouch. Inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. It's either straight ahead misdirection or a deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. The White House of course, rejected Mr. Bezos' criticism. I'm sure Corrine Jean-Pierre is an expert. Oil prices have dropped by about $15 a barrel over the past month, but prices at the pump have barely come down. That's not basic market dynamics. It's a market that is failing the American consumer, she wrote on Twitter. We obviously take great exception to the idea that this is somehow misdirection, says John Kirby. The president's working very, very hard across multiple fronts to bring the price down. Um, And then Bill Gurley, a veteran venture capitalist and a partner at Benchmark Capital, said, I totally agree with Mr. Bezos. Whatever your politics is, we cannot ignore the past 300 years of economic research and understanding. Gas prices have reached record levels. Drivers are feeling the economic burden. The national average price of a gallon was $4.81, according to AAA, compared to $3.13 a year ago. Crude prices have fallen from highs above $120 a barrel in the last quarter, ended a quarter down, uh, the quarter at $106. In fact, there is news out today. Wholesale gasoline futures are falling, which could spell a little relief at the pump. Movement in retail gas prices tends to follow that of the unfinished wholesale gas, known as the reformulated blend stock for oxygenate blending. RBOB fell 15% to $3.69 a gallon. Gas at the pump is pulled back too, but only by about 3%. Given the recent leg down in RBOB, I would look for gasoline prices to drop about 30 cents per gallon in the weeks ahead. Says Neil Dutta, head of economics at Resistance Renaissance Macro. Here's the problem for the White House. Inflation hit 8.6% in May, the fastest pace since December of eighty one. Bezos has repeatedly criticized Biden's handling of the economy, and the problem here is that it's making it safe for other liberals to come out and criticize Joe Biden. J.P. Morgan Chase's CEO, who is a progressive, said there's an economic hurricane brewing. You got a number of these people coming out now saying, hey, uh, guys, y'all got to do something. This isn't good. Stop your silly tweets. Stop your blame game and do something. And they're not. They're not doing anything. They're they're now attacking Jeff Bezos for having the audacity to point out that they're not doing what they need to do. Joe Biden is the economic and political well of gravity the Democrats cannot escape from. Or for those of you who are grammar Puritans, from which the Democrats cannot escape. They can't escape at the end of the day. If you look historically at the polling, what happens is the incumbent party in the summer before disaster kind of settles down. They kind of ride a little bit during the summer. Why? People are checked out. You're with your family right now for the 4th of July. You're going off to the beach for a week. I know a lot of people going off to the beach in August. A lot of people on the East Coast School doesn't start until September for them. School starts in August for those of us in the South. For those up the Eastern Seaboard, a lot of them, they don't go back until after Labor Day. And in August, they do their big vacations. And then they sit around with family, as many of you are this week, and start complaining about prices and inflation and gas and jobs, worry about the recession And you do it all over again in the holidays, around Labor Day, before people start really thinking about who they're going to vote for. And that's when you see the polling begin to go down. And the Democrats and Republicans know it. And right now, the Democrats are rushing to produce a bumper crop of polls that show them stabilized, that doom will be forestalled. You just watch. These polls are going to come out. But wait until after Labor Day. Early voting will start. The economic situation won't be getting a whole lot better. And people will be mad. The anger over Roe v. Wade and Dobbs will fade. Prices will still be high. And Joe Biden will still be unpopular. And a party is tied to its leader. And gravity will ultimately take over. And all those polls will come down in an unequal and opposite reaction, Republican polling will rise, and then the Democrats will stop breathing easy, do a full-throated freakout, and voters will see them for who they are and fall even further in the freakout mode. That's just the way these things start to happen, folks. It's what happens. It's politics. And the president's polling is gravity. Now, one of the organizations that will be out there helping push the Republicans forward and have a big impact is Patriot Mobile, and they want you as a customer. Why do they want you as a customer? Well, one, they want you because you're Christian, conservative, probably. They are, too. They want to do business with like-minded people. That's how they set up their company. And, and then they take a portion of their profits, and then they pour out those profits to help the conservative movement but they need you as a customer in order to build their profits in order to help the conservative movement. And what do you get in return? Well, you get great world-class service. I mean, they use the same cell towers everybody else uses. So you get 5G, you get data, you get voice, you get great coverage. If you go to patriotmobile.com/eric, you can see their coverage maps down to your house. That's how detailed the maps are. And you can see how strong the signal is, do you get 5G, how good's the data, you get it all. Or you can call them. You can go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. You get free activation or you can call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. You also get great discounts if you're a veteran or first responder, uh, you're, you're a teacher, or you're a large household and you need a lot of cell phones because you got a lot of kids and they need cell phones. Well, they can help you. You can even roll over your existing phone number to them so you don't even have to get a new number. Or you can if you want. I did. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or call them. 972 Patriot. It's 100% U.S.-based customer service. Tell them I sent you. Start being a Patriot Mobile customer and start helping them make profits to help fund the conservative movement. Oh! They've released the weighted demographics of the Monmouth University poll. 26% of those surveyed were Republican. 43% were Democrat. 31% Democrat. 43% Independent. So... Uh, you had Democrats, 5% more Democrats than Republicans. And Joe Biden's at 36% approve. Oof. Tied on the generic ballot. But then there's a skew towards the Democrats on five points, and I don't really worry about the skew that much because it tends to all wash out on the polling average, and the polling average is what measures. And uh, the 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 real big issue here is that you got in the polling averages the Republicans are up like two point some points. That's a that's a um that's an issue. That's a real issue. You know, part of this is cultural backlash You so look at the box office this weekend. So the new Minions movie is crushing it at the box office, doing way better than the Buzz Lightyear movie. A lot of a lot of conservatives are like, oh, the Lightyear movie, it's got that that uh, same sex kiss. That's why people boycott it. Actually, apparently it's a garbage movie, too. But uh, there is a culture war critique there that the Minions doesn't have anything there and they're doing better. And you know what CNBC reports? Well, parents were just confused. They didn't realize they could take their kids to the box office. That's why Buzz Lightyear didn't do so well. But now they know that you can take their kids to the box office, and uh, Minions is doing better. I don't know that they really know what's going on. And some of us do, and they just won't talk about it. And I wonder why that is. Because maybe they would have to stop making movies for the wokes, and God help them if they did that.